Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. Rudy, top of the key. Out to Conley. Works off the Gobert pick. Frees himself into a wide-open three and hits it. Donovan, guarded by Dort. Ten seconds left. Drives to the left hand. Puts it off the glass and in. Donovan Mitchell puts the Jazz up by one. 110-109 with seven seconds to play. Gilgis Alexander, three on the clock. Driving on Rudy. Wild right-hander, no good. And the Jazz win it 110-109. The Utah Jazz beat the Thunder. Donovan Mitchell, the go-ahead layup with seven seconds left. PK, they cut it close. It wasn't their best game. (laughs) But somehow they got out of there with a win. Well, they played well enough to get out of there with the win. I mean, that's how they did it. Uh, I love the fact that Donovan Mitchell wasn't settling for jump shots. I think his ability to put the ball on the floor, I wouldn't call that a layup that he made. It's a driving shot. And his ability to do that is what they call the mid-range game, which I guess is anything defined outside of the key and uh, inside the three-point line seems to be what we determined the mid-range game. I think that's really, really good. And I saw it last year. I saw it uh, particularly at the end of the season in Orlando. And I saw it last night. You know, the three wasn't dropping as well. Put the ball in his hands and let him create. And if he pulls up for 15-footer, 17-footer, whatever it might be, man, I really like that shot as long as he's open and, and, and it's in, in rhythm and all that stuff. And I was glad to see that. And then conversely, I was watching the game with my wife. I said, man, I really hope the uh, Thunder try to somehow take the ball to the basket in some fashion because Rudy is going to be there to impede it and it's not going to go in. And that's precisely what happened. Those are the two things in the last 10 seconds coming into the Jazz, coming out of the timeouts, the last 15 seconds or so, and then the Thunder coming out of theirs that I really wanted to see happen. And it happened, and the Jazz get out of there with a one-point win, which is all that matters. You know, on that final defensive play, Rudy, A, didn't block the shot. B, didn't even raise his arm to block the shot. But his presence, it makes you shoot it quick. As you think he's going to block the shot. So you just kind of throw it up on the glass and hope something good happens. And, of course, it did for the Jazz. Shot got missed. And he was really big down the stretch. They Down the stretch, they were doing a good job of defending the three-pointers. And uh, so Oklahoma City was putting the ball on the floor and going right at Rudy again and again. And they got frustrated again and again. Yeah. Conley almost got the triple-double, finished with nine assists, but 23 points, 10 rebounds early in the game. Uh, when a lot of guys couldn't make shots, he did, and he, he kept them close. So, big game for, uh, for Mike Conley. You know, I think what you said about, we can get into this more later, um, the difference between the twos and the threes with uh, Mitchell is the twos felt like they were within rhythm. The threes felt like he was shooting them because he felt like he's supposed to shoot them the way they're running the offense now with the quick threes. And there were a few other threes throughout the game that other guys took. That I feel like, well, they're not in rhythm, but, you know, they're trying to get shots up in six seconds because those are the ones that are most likely to be open, hurry up court, and it wasn't quite clicking. And you could kind of see the frustration there. But winning removes some of the frustration and uh, learn all that stuff in the wins and get it figured out. So they'll be back at it Thursday. The Suns are in town play the Jazz New Year's Eve with Phoenix. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Coming in defended by Anthony Davis with four to shoot. Gives it to Dame. Down to two to shoot. Dame spins out of it. Three-pointer to beat the shot clock. Got it! Damian 
clutch three-pointer, and the Blazers lead by four. Here's CJ, a wing three, open, got it! CJ's got 20! And the Blazers now lead by five, 106-101. It's a Rip City winner! The Blazers go into Staples Center, beat the Lakers 115-107, and improve to two and one. The Lakers get beat by the Blazers, and Lillard was really good. Gary Trent Jr. off the bench was shooting the ball very well. He shot it out just outstanding. And then Nurkic came up big for him, PK. You can see why they missed him. He had a couple big rebounds late in the game, an offensive rebound, a couple of buckets just in the last two minutes. And it's enough with all those guys to get out of there with the victory and beat the Lakers. And Portland's 2-1 and one now with that blowout loss to the Jazz and now a couple victories, and this is a good one, certainly. Yeah, they shot the ball well, and Anthony Davis did not score. I mean, you can look at the box score. We can analytic it to death, but it takes me two seconds to look at the box score. Trent had the game of his life. Lillard was Lillard. Uh, McCollum was 7 of 23, but he hit some big buckets. And for the Lakers to win, most likely they need Davis and, and LeBron to play well, and well is defined by how many points you have. And Davis didn't have that many points. Other scores, the Grizzlies beat the Nets. Uh, there were a lot of guys not playing for part or all of that game. Uh, the big two for the Nets were both sitting it out. Kyrie was out. Kevin Durant was out. They were on the bench in street clothes. And then John Morant left the game a couple minutes before halftime. He came down on somebody's foot and rolled his ankle pretty back badly, and they wheeled him off, and he came back in a boot late in the game. And So what was left of the Grizzlies beat what was left of the Nets, even though all the star power was out of that one. Well, yeah, I mean, we've been doing this now for a week. It's time to take some time off. Are you kidding me? I mean, you can't expect these guys to play 72 games. I mean, a week into it, I can see why you'd be gassed. I watched, uh, boy, the uh, after the Jazz was over, I watched the Nuggets game. Man, Jokic, 18 assists. Some of those passes he threw, yeah, I mean, he's throwing incredible. the ball to spots. Guys are cutting with two defenders around him, and he throws the ball, and nobody sees it. But the Nuggets know what they're doing, and their guy gets to the spot and gets the ball and scores. Yeah, you're, you're recalling that one play. Yeah, that That's was right. an unbelievable pass. In front of the bucket, yeah. I think it might have been to Porter, and then he gets the ball, and he's right, standing right in front of the basket and just lays it in. He's averaging a healthy 14 assists a game so far. He's really just a phenomenal player offensively with his abilities to obviously have all sorts of ability to shoot the ball but his passing ability. I said it last year, and somebody backed me up. I can't remember. One of the big commentators. Uh, maybe it was Dickie V. I don't know. But I said that he's the best passing center since Bill Walton. Philadelphia 76ers GM fined 50 grand for violating the league's anti-tampering policy. Twitter feed on December 20th celebrated the one-year anniversary of Houston Rockets star James Harden breaking the Rockets franchise record for assists. Daryl Morey told the league it was an inadvertent post from an automated app, and it was deleted. Is that kind of stuff going to pay off? Is that really what Harden cares about? I mean, Harden already wants out. I don't know. It was an inadvertent post, I guess. Uh, He listed Philadelphia as far as one of his destinations. But I made a pact with myself that Twitter will not be my demise. That's a good pact. I can't quite be like you, uh, very exclusively neutral 
in him. You're not very controversial. I love you dearly, but you're not very controversial in your tweets. Uh, and I have a tendency to want to pop off, but I'm not going to do it on Twitter. <laughs> Good decision, PK. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Josh takes a shotgun snap. Going to give it to Zach Moss. Driving up the middle into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Zach Moss, five-yard touchdown run. The Bills take the lead. Allen looks to his right. Heads that way. Now cuts back. Heads to his left. Fires a strike into the end zone. It is caught. Touchdown, Stephon Diggs. His third of the game. Buffalo Bills blow out the New England Patriots 38-9. Cam Newton benched in the second half. He was frustrated after the game. Bill Belichick was throwing the phone. He was frustrated. Josh Allen, the former Wyoming quarterback, was just happy. 320 yards passing, four touchdowns. He just hit hit digs again and again and again. And uh, they rolled to victory, and they are now poised play for the two seed in the AFC. They got to beat the Dolphins next week or get the Steelers. Uh, the Steelers get beat by the Browns. Either way, they'd be the two seed. It's a pretty dominating performance there, PK. Yeah, I had a hard time watching it, honestly, especially with the Jazz, Jazz playing. On, yeah. It just wasn't competitive. Cam Newton, we were talking about Green Bay and uh, Aaron Rodgers and his awesome stats, the 44 touchdowns and only five picks, which is ridiculous. But Cam Newton, only five touchdown passes. I know a lot of guys are playing into their late 30s and into their early 40s at quarterback, but Cam Newton with the shoulder injuries and uh, just not throwing the ball well, only five touchdown passes all year. It's, uh, it's a grind to watch those guys play. Why well, I didn't. Washington football team releasing Dwayne Haskins Jr. Less than two years after he was taken in the first round. He was benched Sunday. He's got uh, more turnovers, uh, more interceptions than touchdowns. He says, I take full responsibility for not meeting the standards. I'm an NFL quarterback. I'll become a better man and player because of this experience. Had problems off the field. Had problems on the field. And they are giving up on him. Yeah, he went to Ohio State. Of course he had problems off the field. (laughs) (laughs) That's a given. (laughs) Jared Goff undergoes surgery on his broken right thumb. He will not be able to play as the Rams try to clinch a playoff berth against the Cardinals this weekend. Uh, Goff originally hoped to play through it, but they had the surgery, and so that's that. And then I guess the question is, uh, in Arizona, we saw the the limping from Kyler Murray. Is he going to be able to go or not, PK? Could You're be asking a, me. I don't know. Yeah, it could be a couple of backup quarterbacks there. We'll have to see how that plays out. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. No disrespect. People can perceive and take things however they want. But for me, every year I take it seriously. I just don't think it's right. It's not that they're not good enough. I just don't think it's right that three teams have to play 13 games to be the champion and, and one team has to play eight. People have a problem with that. I, I don't really care. Uh, it's just, it's my poll. Uh, and, it, and it doesn't matter who the person was. It's zero to do with Ohio State. That's Dabo Sweeney on why he has Ohio State ranked 11th in his coach's poll ballot. And, of course, they're going to play each other here at the end of the week in the uh, semifinals of the college football playoff. So there it is. Put it on Dabo. Is he trying to take the pressure off the players, make it all about him, or he just likes to make it all about him? I think that he was just speaking from the heart. Can you do that? Does it have to be about somebody? Uh, it could be, but it, uh, when you do something like that, that I mean, 11th, 
It seems like he might have ulterior motives to me, but sure. It could just be that. I mean, he feels the principle of not playing enough games. And, and, and I can understand that. I mean, why in the world was the Big Ten and the Pac-12 playing only few games? So few games, I should say. I mean, why? What? Why did you wait so long? I, I just don't understand it. We may never know. Well, well I think we, we do know. Okay, why is it? <laughs> it's politics, my friend. Come on. You don't think it was, is it the politics like the presidential politics no. or it's the politics of the ego of, hey, I don't think we're going to play, so I want to go first and be shown as the leader? No, I think that the politics of being that they're afraid of blowback if something bad should happen. I'm not speaking, when I say politics, I don't think that the Big 12 or, excuse me, the 10 and Pac-12, I don't know that they really care who was elected president. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about that, you know, it was the look the the negative feedback the media you know christine brennan from cnn or uh, usa today uh writing that when the big 12 or saying 12 big 10 decide to come back this is the worst day in big 10 history come on really a little bit overstated go down to the masters christine and try to bug jack nicholas into telling us why he voted for trump and how awful that was which she did I mean, so I think that it was about the... Uh, it's about the look. It's about the yeah, appearance. Exactly. And yes. possibly about the uh, um, the financial risk of getting sued if something goes wrong. Yeah, that's what I define as politics. Yeah. Not in the traditional who you're going to vote for sense. I think the, the liability issues weighed heavy on him. And I think that irritated Sweeney. That's, that's my take, and I could be totally wrong. I've never spoken to the man once. I do think that, you know, now that he has all sorts of leverage because of his success, he has the ability to speak out, and he's choosing to do that. I think, I would like to think, and maybe this is way off base, that it was about principle. He felt like, well, everybody else has to play who's in the playoff all these games, and this team didn't. And the more you play, the more you have opportunities for injuries and whatnot, and so, you know, whatever it might be, but... Nevertheless, who cares what a poll is? Because when you get out on the field, that's really all that matters. And when the ball's in the air, whether he had him at first or 15th or whatever, it doesn't matter. Alabama had six players named All-America first team. BYU offensive lineman Brady Christensen was named the first team, while kicker Jake Olroyd was a third-team honoree. And more individual honors, uh... Cougars offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes, one of the five finalists for the Broyles Award, although the Broyles Award goes to the former BYU quarterback, now Alabama's offensive coordinator Steve Sarkeesian is the winner. Yeah, I think if you want to rehabilitate yourself, you go work for Saban because you had Lane Kiffin and Loxley, who's now the coach at Maryland, who was at New Mexico. That was a good and, run, I mean, it wasn't it? It couldn't have been worse. Oh, man. You know? Punching an assistant, winning yeah. one game in two years. And then you have a thing with some secretary yeah. had some had issues. Sexual harassment. Charges. Not to mention that the football team just absolutely sucked. Over. Somehow. Had yeah. an over. And he ends up getting a head coaching job. Yep. At Maryland, no less. Yeah. that. Big 10. Wow, man. In the big, uh, I'll probably call it the Big 12, even though it's the Big 10. And should be the ACC. So I'm all confused. <laughs> <laughs> 
and the All-American Honors, those are the Associated Press All-American teams that were announced yesterday. What did our boy Zach get? Nothing with the AP. Well, he's going to be a high draft pick. Looks like he's going to go in the first five. Saw a story uh, last night on 18 first-round picks, and you've got less than a, as a first-round pick, you got less than a 50% chance of uh, being a starter at this point. It was in the last five drafts. Now, some of those guys have only had a year or two. Some of the guys had four or five years to prove themselves. So obviously, there's a little wiggle room there. But the number of uh, the number of guys who succeed in the first round, the number of guys who bust in the first round, is just the results are all over the map. But what they all get, PK, Cash. is guaranteed money. Yeah, there are no losers yeah. in pro sports. Right. I mean, if you're going to suck, at least have the money. <laughs> uh, Florida is going to play in the Cotton Bowl tomorrow. Well, some of the Gators are. Uh, the top four receivers are out. Uh, yeah. Several players opting out. Jacob Copeland is out due to COVID-19. But Kyle Pitts, who... Man, he looks like he's going to be awesome in the NFL. He is way better than everybody in college. Man amongst boys is the cliche. He is way better than everybody else. Uh, he's not going to play in that game. So, Florida and Oklahoma in the Cotton Bowl. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. It's hard to believe, PK, but the Padres are going all in. One day after they went out and acquired a big-time starting pitcher for prospects, the next day they go out and acquire a big-time starting pitcher for more prospects. And so now they're getting you Darvish from the Cubs, and they're sending four prospects out. And then uh, a shortstop and third baseman from South Korea, Hassan Kim, who's going to give him depth there because they've already, they're kind of set over there. But I guess uh, you can never have enough good players, right? Well, yeah, I I expect uh, today the announcement that Sandy Koufax is coming out of retirement (laughs) is going to pitch for the Padres. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, you put uh, firepower at the front of your rotation, and they've got this kid, uh, Gore, who's only 21 years old, and he strikes out about six guys an inning. Uh, I don't know if he's going to come up this year. A lot of folk thought he was going to come up last year. He did, and they just kept him down. What, what they, they called it, I don't know what they called it, but basically on your camp, because obviously there wasn't a minor league season last season. But in 2019, some of his stats, his high school stats were just amazing, like you know, 150 strikeouts in, in 70 innings or some, something just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so pitching is the name of the game big time you've got to have it got to have pitching and defense if you want to win in baseball you know offense is nice uh, and it can win you a lot of stuff but you've got to have the pitching and you go out and get these two kids in back-to-back days wow man that that's just very impressive they already have the offense not like their offense was that weak to begin with uh, so yeah they these big money teams just continue to throw <laughs> throw their weight around. I mean, it's ridiculous. You know, little Diamondbacks just you know, just hoping to eke out uh, you know a five hundred record. You know, you talk about how it's good to have uh, one of your own as a college football coach. Uh, 
they're uh, they're local. They're more invested. They know what's going on. It just it, for all the out of town owners the Padres have had. Now they have a local guy, and man, this is just. And he knows this because he's lived there his whole life. They've been sellers, not buyers. And man, he has turned into a buyer in the big way the last couple of days. So, yeah, Ron Fowler, way to go, Ron! Holy cow! All right, DJ and PK, there you go. That is what is trending. Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Lincoln Kennedy, Raider radio analyst, Pac-12 network analyst, is going to join us next. Andy Bailey covers the jazz and the NBA for Bleacher Report. He'll be here at 9 o'clock on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.